Hello, and welcome to the More Than Food podcast. My name is Beth Smeaton, and I'm a life coach here to help you end the war with food and your body so you can focus on what really matters in your life. You know there's so much more to life than obsessing over food and your body, and you're ready to do what it actually takes to get you there. This podcast is for you whether you struggle with binge eating, yo-yo dieting, or anything in between. I'll be providing you with the tools, strategies, and life skills it takes to never struggle with food or body image again. Get ready to expand your mind and fill your heart with what really matters, which is so much more than food. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking all about the three most common mistakes I see with food and business because it is all connected and no worries, no judgment, no shame. I made all of these mistakes and want to bring them to you to put them in in your awareness to help you not make the same mistakes I did and to help you move forward quicker. And before I get into it, I'm like loving my new schedule. I just shifted a few things around recently and it just feels so much better. I had Mondays were, you know, still I had client calls and um, all that great stuff on Mondays. And Tuesdays I had free. And I had made that decision a while ago for a, like something that is no longer relevant. So when I recently switched my schedule from clear of client calls on Monday and then shifting those to Tuesday, you guys, it has like changed so much for me. And it's fascinating. And it just goes to show like when we really listen to what makes sense for us. And of course, as entrepreneurs, we get this freedom and flexibility to, you know, own our schedule. It just, it makes so much, so much of a difference. So now I have Mondays to really be creative and it goes so well after like a weekend off, like two days off. And then Mondays are just like full on creativity mode and it feels amazing. So then I have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday clients. And then Friday I have more creativity mode. So it's kind of like bookended with creative Monday and Friday. And then, um, all my amazing client calls in between and it feels so, so good. So just thought I would share for anyone that um, just is inspired by just owning your schedule and making it what you want and making it work for you so that your business feels really good. Okay, so let's see. So the three most common mistakes I see with food and business, and once again, I was not immune to any of this. (laughs) And even if there are any of these things that, you are already a no, uh, can I speak? Any of these that you're already aware of or already know about, I still invite you to hear these things like if you've never heard them before, especially if you're working through your relationship with food, especially if you're working to have your business feel really good on the inside as well as the outside of revenue and all that good stuff. So allow yourself to hear these as if you never have before. Just sometimes when we go into listening, um, 
and hearing with an open mind, not saying that you aren't, but still setting that intention of going into an episode or hearing information with an open mind, it tends to really sink in, which is what I want for you to from you know from this episode to have all of this really sink in. I'm going to give you the most common mistakes, and I'm also going to be sharing what I suggest doing instead to start to create changes for yourself. So whether you are looking to heal your relationship with food, um, feel effortless within your body, and no longer obsessing over food, or and or you want your business to feel really good and you don't want those obsessive behaviors to start to creep into your business and you want to feel free within it. So sensing a theme, freedom for all of it, right? Like feeling free with food, feeling free with your business and having it all just feel so amazing, which is what we all want, right? We all want all of this to feel effortless and easy. So All of that being said, let's get into the first mistake that I see and that I definitely did myself, which is not trusting myself or my body. I've talked about this in so many different ways, but just to fully put this as the number one, not trusting myself or my body. And if we look at it in terms of food first, that like not trusting myself or not trusting my body, or if I want to put it in your terms, like not trusting yourself or not trusting your body is such a big mistake that we don't learn about, right? Like I don't, trusting my body, that was never something I heard growing up or within the media or on, you know, later as I'm older, as I'm approaching 40, like later in my life, social media started to be a thing um, when I was a senior in college. So even being in the social media world, like that, even as a 20 something trusting my body, that was never something that was brought into my awareness. So it's still, even though it's so funny now, like being away from diet culture and being away from, um, that way of being and just truly seeing and stepping out of that, I'll call it a bubble, <laughs> even though it's a really big bubble, stepping out of that bubble, it it still pains me seriously to know that not everybody knows about intuitive eating, trusting your body, healing your triggers, all of that stuff. Because uh, I was thinking about it this morning, I'm going to kind of go off on a tangent, but I got into intuitive eating. You know, it was, I I followed social media accounts. I've told you guys this story many times where I followed accounts and I was like, oh my God, they're lying. This isn't real. And, um, but I was still curious and I still just wanted it to be true, right? Even though I wasn't necessarily sure it would work for me or be true or possible for me, I wanted it to be true so bad. And, Oh yeah. What I was going to say is that I don't, I think more often, I really believe that the majority of people have disordered eating or an eating disorder without even knowing it. And I will say for me personally, my struggle with food, even though I was never diagnosed with an eating disorder, I might as well have been right. Like I, 
thought all of the things that I was experiencing with like binge eating and just feeling out of control. And then my also on the other end of the spectrum, just feeling highly restrictive and just like, oh, that just boxed in feeling of, you know, that, that I got with food of just needing to eat a certain way and to follow the rules and all of that that behavior is disordered. And I even like tend to shy away from that language now because I don't want anyone to feel shamed in case they aren't aware of that for themselves. Um, you know, it's, it just is when we learn about eating and listening to our body through the lens of, um, healing, which you guys know, I talk about all the time, healing our relationship with food it's coming from that eating disorder. Um, what's the word? It's coming from, I'll just call it that eating disorder space because I'm not really sure what to call it. But learning all those principles and understanding how to heal changed everything. So even though, you know, I know I've, there's many people that demonize diet culture and I am one of those people that is just say no to diet culture. But I will say that the ways of eating sometimes are, they're not rooted in like, you know, ill will, right? Like eating a balanced diet of carbs, protein, and fat is great information, right? Like this is information we all uh, would benefit from. It's when it gets turned and twisted into, um, you know, getting a summer body and like, you know, being sizes that are unrealistic and, um, you know, fitting into like society's beauty standards and not loving the bodies that we're in. And like, we need to lose weight to be confident and feel better. Like all of those messages is where, um, ways of eating gets all twisted. So I kind of went on a tangent cause I was thinking about that. This, I was thinking about that this morning about just like wishing that everyone had the lens of healing the relationship with food and what that, looks like. And of course, why I have this podcast and why I have my social media platforms and just to bring awareness for there being another way and that it's completely possible to literally not obsess over food or think about it unless you're, you know, planning for dinner that night or just very casual things. So super tangent, but when the one of the biggest mistakes is not trusting ourselves around food and not trusting our bodies and believing that it isn't possible that we can trust ourselves and you know generally that comes from gathering a lot of evidence of ex literally experiencing being out of control around food so it makes it difficult to believe that we can trust ourselves and our body but what i want you to know is that trusting ourselves and trusting our body is a skill. 1 million percent, it's a skill that can be learned. And it's actually quite simple. It just takes time to slow down and check in with, our, with ourselves. And so it'll feel like um, quote unquote work, I'll say. But over time, that work seeps into our subconscious so that we end up not needing to think about it again in our conscious mind, which 
95% of our behavior comes from our subconscious mind. So we really want to make sure all of that is sinking in so that our behavior and our autopilot behavior becomes that effortless and easy and flowing um, behavior. So trusting yourself, trusting your body, number one absolute key to um, feeling effortless with food. And when you look at it through the lens of business, trusting yourself and trusting your body with business is essentially trusting your voice, trusting your message, trusting um, the relationship that you have with your community and your audience, trusting that your people will find you, right? All of that is trust. And using your body in the sense of using your own discernment to decide what is best for you. I'll say, I I was going to say what's right or wrong for you, but essentially it's what is best for you. And when I talk about listening to your body with business, I'm speaking about, yes, your, you know, gut reactions, your emotional reactions, because our emotional body, our emotional world, I should say, lives in our body. I also mean using your intuition when it comes to your business. So when we are coming from that place of trust, when our mind has quieted, when we're no longer like overthinking, like all of the, like feeling stressed, overwhelmed, when all of that can calm, we can then allow our intuitive wisdom to come through, which is so huge, especially when you know, building an online business, we want to be able to build our own intellectual property, which is what sets us apart from the masses, right? And it's not to say, like, I truly believe that everyone, like, success success is available for everyone. So it's not about, like, ooh, this, like, you know, clawing our way to the top or like proving ourselves compared or against others. It's a coming from that calm and grounded place of like, okay, when I am not obsessing about things, when I'm not overthinking or stressing or feeling overwhelmed, what do I want to create? What's in, what have I learned? Like, what do I want to share with others? And when we come from that place, we allow that wisdom to come through us and shine through us, which is so important, important, (laughs) it's, which is so important in the online business world. So learning how to listen and trust yourself and your body, not just physically, but emotionally, and I'll call it spiritually when we are tapping into our intuition that in my opinion is spiritual. So when we are learning the skill of listening and trusting our physical, emotional, and spiritual body, oof, game over. That changes the game with food. It changes the game with our business. So the second mistake I see so many people make and that I made over and over again (laughs) is believing there's a right or wrong way with food or your business. And this goes back to diet culture where it's like with food, we are taught there's, you know, this healthy food, this is not healthy, eat this, not that, do this, not that. And again, bringing it back to what I was saying a little while ago, like the intention, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. The intention is positive to help us 
make healthy decisions, right? That's the intention. Great. That's awesome. But when we as people take that as, you know, absolute truth, then that's where we get into problems. It's when we get into that black or white thinking, all or nothing thinking, and we lose our sense of flexibility with food, which when we get into that, those like rigid yes or no ways of thinking with food, it, it truly, it causes so many issues. And I'll say for myself with food, it felt like I was completely boxed in, right? Like I, when I was believing there was a right or wrong way with food, that's what had me binge, especially on food that I thought that was bad, that I had, you know, deemed off limits for X amount of time. And then when I was around it, it was like overeating city and this uncontrollable stopping behavior where just like, I think I've described it in the past is just like this out of body experience where you're just like, you know, it's happening or there's even a phase where you don't even know it's happening. It's almost like a blackout. And then after the fact, it's like, Oh my God, what just happened? And then there's a phase where it's like, you know, it's happening and then you can't stop it, which is almost worse because it's just causes so much resistance with our mind and our body and what we're doing. And it just feels so awful. So when we let go of that black or white thinking with food, that right or wrong way with food and live in the place of knowing that food is neutral, knowing that there's no right or wrong way to eat. When we get out of that place, we can find what works for us and what works for our body. And when I am talking about what works, I mean in the sense of what makes us feel good, what food do we like, what food satisfies us, and that's it. <laughs> like literally, that's it. So when we are tapping into, okay, the, our satisfaction of like what what food do I like so that when I'm eating it, it nourishes me, it fills me up, and it allows me to feel good in my body as well as, okay, that was my eating experience, and now I'm going to move on and focus on different things. Like when we are living from our own, yeah, our own satisfaction and what we want and being flexible with food here again is like game over. Everything changes with our relationship with food. There's no more push or pull. It's just this place of ease and effortless, again, where we're not thinking about it. Because when there's no right or wrong way, there's just our way. And when it's our way, cool. Then like, we don't need to think about it. There's no rules. There's no tracking. There's no weighing. It just is which is uh, such a great place to be. And it's truly liberating and allows us to feel 100% free. And going from obsessed to free with food, especially since we eat so many times a day, right? Food is such a big part of our lives. When we are no longer obsessing about it, it, it truly feels like living a new life. <laughs> truly, truly. And... When we, so going on the side of business here again, like there's diet culture with food, but there's also, I don't even know what to call it with business. There's a culture 
where, you know, people are selling, this is the right way. This is the wrong way. You need to do this. You don't do that. Right. And again, it's like coming from giving the benefit of the doubt, coming from the best of intentions of giving people strategies and plans. Right. Again, like I'm not disregarding strategy or plans. Like we need that masculine energy. We need that container in order to be flexible, but like bringing it back to food, that strategy literally is a balanced eating plan, which is making sure your meals have carbs, protein, and fat. Like it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. And we can be flexible within it based on what we like to eat, based on what makes us feel good, right? Also like paying attention to what doesn't make us feel good. So when we follow like just very simple strategies, we can allow ourselves to shine through. And here with business too, like, okay, there are millions of strategies with selling. There are millions of strategies with marketing, all of it, right? And so here, it's not necessarily like, oh, I, I'm, I don't believe in strategy. It's believing and looking at and using our own discernment at, you know, what feels good for us uh, versus what doesn't. And this here takes a little bit of nuance because, at first, when we're starting something new for anything, business or anything else, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel like, oh, why? Like, I just want to be good at this already, like that kind of thing. So, when I'm talking about what feels good for us versus what doesn't, I don't mean, you know, turning our back on growth. I don't mean turning our back on learning new skills because it's uncomfortable, such as I'll use going live on social media as an example. That is something until very recently was like a growth edge for me. It did not feel good, but that didn't mean like, oh, this doesn't work for me. I knew that it was something internally that I needed to work out. So we know if something is like, or here, I'll give you another example with selling, let's say, um, Oh, I'm trying to think of an example, but one example for selling is like, um, or one strategy for selling is like going into people's DMs and just connecting with them and like selling your stuff, cold DMing them. And I never resonated with that. That just felt weird. I don't like when people just like come into my DMs if they've never talked to me before, if I didn't reach out to them first, it just feels weird. Um, It feels like invasive. (laughs) Excuse me if you can hear um, Murphy barking, but so that strategy feels invasive and it's something that I don't like when it's done to me. So why would I implement that for onto other people just because I heard of it, it? It's a strategy or a way of doing things. So that's what I mean by using your own discernment of like, okay, I heard about XYZ strategy. How does that feel? in my body, going back to trusting your body and trusting yourself, how does that feel with me? And understanding that there's no right or wrong way at all. So when we operate this way with business as well with food, but when we're operating this way with business, it feels so much better to be like, oh, okay, there's my way. Like, yes, I can, of course, learn all the things from all the gurus and all the people and take all the courses. Like that stuff is fun. Like I'm someone that loves to learn. Um, So now having 
healed a bunch of stuff that was in the way of feeling good in my business. I'm able to have fun again and learn in a way that's like, okay, that's interesting. Is that something I want to take on or not? So it's just such a more going back to feeling free. It's a a more freeing way to live um, with food and your business. Like it just feels amazing when we aren't boxing ourselves in with like thinking that we should be doing something or they have would or that we have to do something like that just feels terrible. Like anytime you notice yourself saying that you should or have to do something, it's an indicator that it's a rule that it, it most likely isn't coming from you and that you're hearing it from either, you know, diet culture, a business guru, your parents, like friends. So it's just pay attention to that kind of um, verbiage in your own mind to notice what you may be boxing yourself into when it probably isn't necessary to do so. And the third most common mistake I see with food and business is comparing ourselves to others. You guys, oh, this is like, I know it sounds so basic and like, duh, But (laughs) when we are in it, it just traps us. So when it comes to food or a body, like when we are comparing our body size, our weight, um, how much we're eating, what we're eating, all of that stuff just feels terrible, right? Like we, when we are believing that we are wrong, our body is wrong, our choices are wrong, our decisions are wrong, oh, it is just, it brings our energy way down. And when we are in that place, we can, not all the time, but we can fall into a pattern of punishing ourselves. So what I mean by that, and I think I've talked about this before, but when I was first healing my relationship with food and my body, I noticed Um, when I let go of all the dieting, right. And just like allowed my natural eating habits to come through. So I was essentially evaluating my binges. I was evaluating my emotional eating and from a place of curiosity and love and just seeing, okay, what's really going on here. And I remember there was one time I was evaluating, um, feel like eating food that just didn't make me feel good. And this was specifically a protein powder that I was eating at the time. I no longer eat protein powders, but at the time I was, and every time I ate it, it made me feel really sick, but I kept eating it, (laughs) right? Sometimes we can hear advice like, oh, just eat what makes you feel good. And sometimes we understand that logically, but yet continue to eat things that don't make us feel good. So that was the case for me. And when I slowed down and paid attention, I had this sneaky thought around, well, you know, my body isn't where I want it to be, so I don't deserve to feel good or something close to that, right? It was like, you know, what's the point? My body my body isn't where I want it to be, so what's the point? And when I was believing that, I was essentially punishing myself with food. I was punishing myself with restriction. I was punishing myself with eating that protein powder that didn't make me feel good because it was like, oh, what's the point? So here it's just like 
very important to slow down and notice the narrative and the words that we're all saying to ourselves and notice how that impacts our behavior. So when we go into a place of acceptance, like rather than comparing ourselves and our bodies from, you know, with food, before I get into acceptance, then essentially it's like with our business, when we are comparing I mean, there's so many examples. When we're comparing our branding, when we're comparing our niche, when we're comparing our revenue to other people, when we're comparing our engagement to other people and comparing like literally everything, I could name 1 million examples. (laughs) But when we are in that comparison place, we aren't accepting where we are and we aren't accepting our journey and our path. So here, when we are feeling bad about our business results or engagement or whatever it is, we can punish. So this is going to be loosely quote unquote punish um, ourselves in business. And it's essentially like we're not, we don't show up in our business. We take time off in our business. We just, we are kind of in that same mindset of like, oh, I'm not getting the engagement I want, or I don't have uh, the, you know, my, I didn't hit my big goal yet. So what's the point? We, we get in this, what's the point vibe and it has us not showing up. It has us just like mm, not totally caring and not really noticing what's going on. So we can also get into like a sense of urgency, whether this is comparing our bodies or comparing our business. So when we're comparing our bodies and we haven't done the work to heal our relationship with our body and have a positive body image, we can get into, we can like fall prey, I'll say, into that like urgency mode of like, I need to lose weight to feel better. I need to look like this to feel better. When if you know me at all, you know that like, it's not the end result that makes us feel a certain way. Like, yes, I'm not saying, well, let me put it this way. The end result does make us feel a certain way, but we, when we do the work to feel that way first, that end result just ends up being an amazing byproduct. Okay. So when we can step out of that urgency, it's, we can be intuitive and trusting and free, all that stuff. So when we're comparing our, our bodies to others, when we're comparing our business to others, we can get in that urgency of like, Oh, I gotta like lose weight fast. And like we go and we're like willing to do anything, right? Like is it's so, I'll say sad. Like if I think about myself back then, it was like, I was willing to do anything to be a certain weight. So we can get, that's how so many of us can get into that restrictive pattern of like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Right. And, um, so like I was gonna say social media, but like marketing, they know this, (laughs) right. So they'll like, you know, that manipulative marketing is so terrible because they know that like humans will do whatever it takes to like, you know, hit that beauty body standard or hit that income status or hit, you know, whatever, right. The status symbol. So 
when we are in that urgency to like lose weight or hit big numbers in order to prove our worth. So this is something I've also talked about in the past, but when we are in that place of proving ourselves, we're trying to prove that we're worthy. We're trying to prove our worth through the size of our body or our bank account, which feels terrible because it's impossible it's impossible to prove our worth through the size of our body and our bank account. So when we think that that is true, that when we are still tying our worth with our body or how much money we make, it feels like shit. It feels terrible. And it is so important to unlink and unchain those two ties like worthiness wounds are major in this work in inner healing. So when, when we know our inherent, <laughs> I feel myself kind of stumbling on my words, but when we know our inherent worth, when it comes to our body size, when it comes to our bank account, like when it comes to even like knowing that we're worthy outside of a relationship, all of that work is so worth it and ends up paying off like times a million. It give it gives that inner peace that is true, right? Like we think we're going to feel that inner peace when we lose weight or um, make X amount of money, right? Or like get in that relationship. Like we think, oh, if I just had this, everything would, you know, my all my problems would be solved essentially. But that's not true. It's a lie that we've been told. It's a lie that has been conditioned into us. Like when we do the work to know that our worth is inherent, that's when we truly experience inner peace. And when we can navigate through life, that is that effortless space that I am constantly talking about. So the solution to comparing ourselves to other people or businesses to other people, all of that is acceptance, accepting where you are, accepting your body, accepting your path, your journey, right? Like truly experiencing that gratitude, not from, oh, I got to check the box of gratitude or like, oh, I just remember feeling like, well, what's gratitude going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but when we get into the space of being grateful for what we do have, no matter what it is, finding those things and to finding true gratitude for things that we have gets us out of that shaming and judgment space. So when we're in that, a higher vibration, and this isn't like bypassing our emotions or anything, but when we are healing and getting into a higher vibration, again, we can get that inner wisdom to, to come through that I talked about earlier, whether it's with food, so we can truly quiet the mind and listen to the body and honor, you know, we can hear the hunger, we can hear the fullness, we can hear all the things our body is telling us physically and emotionally, when we're not afraid to face any type of emotion. And with our business, we're quieting the mind, quieting the comparison and able to hear that inner wisdom, develop that intellectual property and, you know, show up online the way that we want to show up. It's all so great. So acceptance is the solution to comparing ourselves to others. And I want to just reiterate with that, like when I talk about acceptance, especially with body image, the number one thing that I hear after that is 
well, if I accept my body, I'm going to let myself go, right? Or even if with business, if I accept where I'm at, then I'm no longer, I won't be striving for goals anymore. I'm just going to become complacent. And I want you to know that that is the biggest lie of all time. And it is something that I told myself too. Okay. So I told myself that I hear it from, I would say almost all of my clients, <laughs> like it's a very common thought. So acceptance does not mean letting yourself go. It does not mean not having goals. Acceptance is what sets us free to do things our way. Okay. Acceptance allows us to experience that inner peace. Like I talked about a minute ago. And when we are peaceful on the inside, everything calms so that we can show up the way we want so that we can, you know, let go of that chaotic behavior so that we can evaluate our triggers from a place of love and curiosity and compassion. Okay. So, and even like evaluate our business from love and um, compassion. So truly seeing, you know, separating ourselves from our businesses is a big big one too. So acceptance leads to the effortless body. It leads to the effortless business, even though, right, you're, you're not saying, oh, I'm going to accept where I am and I'm, you know, stop. I'm here. I'm full stop. I'm no longer going to strive for anything new. No, it's accepting and Okay, accepting and moving forward, accepting and evaluating from a place of love. And so from there, it feels it's just a, a much more calm growth than like this chaotic clawing your way to the top place where like, oh, it just feels so terrible. So to recap, number one, not trusting yourself or your body. And the opposite is to learn the skill of trusting yourself and your physical, emotional, and spiritual body. Second is second mistake is believing there's a right and a wrong way. And the solution to that is to here again, lean into your discernment, lean into your body, lean into your values and deciding, okay, what works for me and what doesn't? So you can follow your own way, which is the ultimate freedom. And the third most common mistake is comparing yourself to others. And the solution to that is acceptance. So a main theme around all of this is two things. Unlearning plus learning, okay? Essentially, if you put in put another way, it's healing and intuition, okay? So healing your self-sabotage, unlearning diet culture, unlearning, you know, limiting beliefs, healing your triggers, healing your patterns, that's part one. And then it's learning and trusting yourself and your body, right? So you can find your way, so you can find you know, the best energy for you. So you can trust your intuition. So you can find food that works for your body, right? Like when we are doing the dance or yeah, doing the dance, playing the dance of unlearning and learning at the same time, or put it, put in other words, healing and trusting ourselves and our body that's when we get to exponential growth and transformation in a way that feels so good. Okay. 
change can feel good. There are things and parts that are like, oof, this isn't the most fun, but in the overall big picture grand scheme of things, when we're healing self-sabotage and learning to trust ourselves and our body and our intuition, that's when change and transformation is like this exponential big growth. Like, uh, And it's just so fun and feels good. And it's what I want for you. So I hope you found extreme value from this episode, whether it was new information or, you know, kind of like, oh, yes, I knew that, but I forgot about that. I'm going to start implementing that again. So I hope you found this to be incredibly valuable, whether it was new information or even information that you've heard before and you're just re-inspired to implement in a new way. And yes, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time. If you love what you just heard and want to go deeper into your own journey so you can experience the freedom, relief, and joy that you deserve, you can schedule a free call with me at bestmeetincoaching.com. These calls allow you to be exactly who you are and where you are without any judgment. They're also a chance for you to tap into your powerful intuition so you can start to outline what you want your life to look like once you're no longer obsessing over food and your body. By the end of the call, you'll have a personalized roadmap showing you exactly how to make your vision a reality. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Have an amazing day and I will talk to you soon.